everyone. Welcome back to Deconstructing Damsels. Surprise! I actually got things ready. I know I'm about a couple weeks late. Turns out I have ADHD. Kind of appropriate and I probably should have learned that more in the last episode, but it came out after the last episode. Anyway, so like Portia and Aduke by default, I have issues with getting things done and I'm not flighty. I just can't stay focused all the time. So it's not that I'm ignoring the podcast. I'm just learning my new way of being and I'm doing my best to get it on time. This month we should have, in February, we should have three episodes because we're going to have this episode. We're going to drop a Valentine's episode where we talk about a movie called Zombies. That was in uh, Disney one and then we're also going to have another episode with someone from a whole new podcast it's not just gonna be me guys and it's not gonna be Sven who's over here and he's waiting to talk in just a few minutes <laughs> so basically what it is is I've got this one which is my boyfriend is a bear which is a comic manga kind of combination thing I'm not really sure how to explain it uh, and then again, the one will be a zombies, which is a movie because it's Valentine's and we never skip Valentine's around here. And then of course the last one will be not the girl you marry by Andy J. Christopher. And it will feature Lisa Cucci, uh, from another podcast. So if you guys will just give us a little bit of time, we'll have that done. I'm also going to add a few things to patron and I actually put a poll in there, so if you guys could go look at it if you're a patron, that'd be great. I'd like to have a little bit of a feedback. Speaking of patrons, I want to thank What's Her Name Podcast, which is at What's Her Name PC at Twitter, and D. M. Elms, who is at Virago Argusum. There you go. On Twitter. And I want to thank them both for being super good and super awesome patrons, and I appreciate it. If you guys want to find us on Patreon, we're at patreon.com slash damselspodcast. So check it out. You can kind of get different levels. There's small, medium, large, depending on whatever you want to do. And I'm going to be putting up book reviews, I think. That's part of the poll I want you know patrons to kind of talk about. I'm going to be putting up like post book reviews, not just recorded ones. And I'm going to try and find some more content, which is why I need feedback. So within this episode, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be listening to My Boyfriend is a Bear feedback with Sven because it was actually a request by DM. And I want to make sure that D is honored in what she wanted. And she asked very kindly. And she also gave me another comic I'm going to read. And I'm going to post that one on Patreon. And that one is a woman-woman. This one is a male-female, depending on how you want to place the bear. Anyway, I'm going to look into that, and I'm going to make sure that's done probably next month. Maybe April to depend. Upcoming month, we have some more guest stars coming, and we also need to have... I'd like to have my listeners on this. So if you would email me at damsels podcast at gmail.com and if you'd like to sign up and read a book that would be great because I have Carrie from the last episode uh with A Duke by Default and we're reading another Alyssa Cole because 
her story really pulled me in, uh, Carrie's did, and I really wanted to hear her perspective on things. And I have a feeling we're going to have some pretty interesting conversations about that, about ADHD in the end. I, I just want to make sure you guys are aware that there are some things coming down the pipeline. I've done some pre-work. I just have to get the rest of it done. All right, guys, listen to a promo right now. And then we are going to carry on and talk about My Boyfriend is a Bear with guest Sven. Golly, that's me. Yeah, I know. Everyone's surprised. From spies to myths. And legends to world leaders. The bitchery of history is exploring the women who made history only to be forgotten by it. We come out every week, Monday morning at 4 a.m. Pacific time. So get up early and get bitchin'. Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Podomatic. Download every Monday and remember, bitches bitches get get stuff stuff done. done. Okay, guys, we're back. And we're going to talk about My Boyfriend is a Bear by Pamela Ribbon and Pencils and Art by Kat Ferris. It was published by Oni Press, and it's a 17 plus because there are some, not really, yeah, they're they're not really that overt, they're just kind of a reference, so uh, we got it a couple months ago when Dee requested it, and then we've been reading it and waiting to record, and I kind of enjoyed the first line in the summary, it's, bear meets girl. And that's pretty much what you get. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty interesting because it's set during, the beginning of it is set during one of the wildfires in California, because as we know, L.A. has them like every other week in the summer. Mm-hmm. They made sure to make this one timeless. <laughs> so I kind of wonder if it's like that bear book. I can't remember who it was by. I think, uh, we admit really, we just looked it up. Uh, what we were thinking of is the book Bear by Marion Engel. Which, of course, is like the book everybody knows, whether you read romance or not, which is about a woman fucking a bear. Yep. And you could say so is this comic, but... It's not as overt. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't... It talks about it, but it doesn't really discuss it. Yeah. Which, Honest, thank God. It's only uh, vaguely implied that any sex t- uh, takes place. It's way more about making a relationship work between... Two very different people, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. And I can definitely see, like, some of the influence is on, like, people that have long-distance relationships. Mm-hmm. Because, like, at spoilers, by the way, spoilers everywhere, but the book All was... All the spoilers. Yeah. All of them. But, like, the book was printed a couple of years ago, so... 2017. Yeah. So, it's, there's about three years difference, so we shouldn't be that out of date. It talks about how... You know, he wants to go do something else at at certain points in in their relationship, and she wants to keep him close, but she realizes she can't, and it's this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And of course, much like your bigot-type family members, everyone's worried about, well, what is he going to do? Is he going to eat her? Blah, 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 which of course implies, especially people that are in interracial relationships, and, Mm -hmm. and especially like... LGBT ones, like mm. like bi relationships, especially because you hear a lot of, well, they're going to cheat on you, which of course we've all heard. And mm. even I've heard it because I don't know if anyone's aware, but Sven is bisexual and I don't care. Like it's, let me rephrase that. I care, <laughs> but I don't care. Like as in, as I, I know he's not going to have a relationship outside of me because mm. I trust him mm-hmm. and I've never had any reason not to. So 
And he's not the first guy I've ever dated that was bisexual. It's never been a thing for me. Like, I love who I love or I'm attracted to who I'm attracted to. And that's all that matters to me. Mm-hmm. And you can definitely see the undercurrent of that. Especially her one friend who got burned. Maria, I think was her name. Uh, I'm bad with names. Yeah. And so, but like one of her friends got really burned and she was making comments about what was going wrong and everything else and how he was going to hurt her and blah, 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 blah. And so it was just kind of this weird but manageable situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the other one was, like, totally cool with him because the bear would get drunk and drink honey beer with her and watch football. Mm-hmm. I think at this point we uh, should uh, lay out the parameters of uh, how this is working in the comic. Because the bear is um on one hand very clearly a bear mm-hmm. he cannot talk he lives in the woods he says gra a lot yeah and basically uh he followed her home after seeing her on her hike and uh, falling in love immediately if i remember right yeah something like that yeah and at the same time uh the writer uh, does make sure that the bear is intelligent enough to give consent properly yeah and and like it's kind of strange because the way that it's written uh, Ribbon actually gives a lot of agency, mm-hmm. not not just consent, but agency as in like he goes and gets a job. He does things around the house. He like mm-hmm. hammers things in the wall and makes a cat, yeah. a cat like level for her for cat. Her cat yeah. yeah, not so. So it's this very weird mm. like and, and like they go out to eat at restaurants and like they go in the Grove, which mm-hmm. is I think is one of my favorite ones. But I felt so sad when that scene happened. Mm. That was the one with the snow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've never been to the Grove. I've been to LA once, but I've never been to the Grove. I ended up going to Union Station and uh, the French dip place that I can't remember. And I think I drove through Koreatown and that was about it because I was staying out in Torrance. So it wasn't like it was com- convenient. Mm. It's a bit like staying in, you know, Barrow County in Atlanta and trying to go to Atlanta. There are mm. long stretches of traffic in between. And we've all seen L.A. traffic, so I wasn't going to ask for more than that. Actually, that was when I was with that guy that was bisexual, too. Go ahead. Oh. Yeah. So, speaking of bears, uh, <laughs> the bear is actually uh, shown to be intelligent enough to, uh, like Jesse implied, hold on a job. And at one point, to play Scrabble, which was basically uh, the only scene where the possibility that they have sex is even vaguely implied. No, no, no. There was also the time when she saw, like, apparently there was a there was a time where they indicated that she was on her period, and that was during a time when they didn't have sex. Right. The yeah. tampons. Mm. Yeah. That one kind of weirded me out, I gotta admit. That, that one was just like, that one was... I kind of yeah. like living in the actuality of not thinking about them having sex. Yeah. The thing is, I, I think what the author was trying to uh, do was to get ahead of the inevitable man of steel, woman of Kleenex talking points. Yeah. Where people would be like, yeah, but what happens if? So she kind of threw in this. This is what happens. They're, they're aware of it. They're on top of it. We can move on. Right. And to me, and, and I have actually read some of that bear book. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how. I found it online and I went, the fuck am I reading? But anyway, so I remember reading it and I remember them like talking about like having sex during her period and stuff like that. And him like going, like the bear going down and licking her. And it was all this. Ah, that's that may maybe where that has come yeah. from this time. Yeah, like, I can actually see it because I could see that like my boyfriend as a bear is kind of like um, I'm not gonna say an updated version of that, but it's kind of like a riff on that. It's like a satire yeah. of it. 
Yeah, it's, it's more like an answer to it, I would say. It is instead of being kind of a horny fantasy, they decided to make it more of a, a cute relationship fantasy. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot more like a rom com than yeah, absolutely. Than a than a deep dive into an HBO romance nobody asked for. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's it's a, it's not explicit. It's not um. It's not salacious. It's more the idea of two. I guess we can say people. I keep getting hung up on that. Be- beings, I guess we can call them beings. Two sentient beings. <laughs> Two sapient beings in a relationship and overcoming the difficulties that come with that relationship. Yeah, because like there is a time when, of course, everyone knows bears go to hibernate. And mm-hmm. he's getting more and more anxious to go do that because that's what they do. And so he kind of gets more and more angry and more and more... Uh, well, not angry. Well, not really angry, no. But, well, I think it's an anger, but it's not like a roaring anger. It's more like... A festering frustration, I guess I mm. should say. He gets withdrawn, I think. Yeah, and she gets very angry about it because he's no longer part of the relationship, which, again, y'all, I don't know, but I'm running with it. Um, but, like, she becomes very uh, angry and antagonistic during that pe- period, and he's kind of, like, just growing listless, and, and he needs to go do what biologically he needs to go do, which is hibernate. Like, he... Mm-hmm. He goes and hides away during that time, and, and then he comes back. And that's when that one friend, again, I call her Maria. I don't, honestly, I don't remember. I'm sorry. Um, Karen. <laughs> no, she's not Karen. She has a reason for her backstory, but anyway. Um, but Maria is, you know, telling her, oh, well, he's probably cheating on you, blah, blah, blah. And, like, in the bottom of this, like, for all her major points, because the, because she's the focus. Mm-hmm. So I keep saying she, and I mean Nora. So when the Nora, protagonist. the protagonist, when protagonist Nora is kind of living her life, doing her thing while he is hibernating away during, you know, those months where he has to kind of chill down, like her friend is making those statements like, oh, he's cheating on you, blah, 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 blah. So like she goes and finds him in a cave and I'm like, that was a really long hike through the mountains of L.A., Makes me kind of wonder if we taught her what cave he lives in. Right? Like, it was very strange. And so she got there and found him. And he was, like, not doing anything. Because she put a red, like, bracelet on him or something, like, to identify him. And so so he could remember her when he woke up. And he uh, still had it on. So she went and slept by him once. And she's like, ha, see, he didn't cheat. And I'm just going, this is very hard to follow now. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't mean that badly, which is very hard to follow. It doesn't exactly relate to a real life experience. Right. And so I was like, okay. I mean, in some ways it does, again, because it's, it's like a long distance relationship, which mm. we have a lot of experience on, by the way. Yeah. Way too much. More than half a decade. Yeah. Uh, but so it's almost seven years, six and a half years. Mm. So, but anyway, so we understood that part of it i understood that part where you're far away and you literally can't get you can't touch you can't see you can't feel but sometimes it kind of bordered on i'm not gonna say creepy because it wasn't creepy but i couldn't always suspend my disbelief Mm. because it was a little bit too much like a human relationship at times Mm. for instance when the bears play scrabble and stuff yeah well i mean even that i could suspend it but it's like on things like you know, going off and having sex with somebody else and stuff like that. It just it, it felt weird. Hmm. Because it was like it almost felt like it was too shoehorned in. That conversation was too shoehorned in. Hmm. 
Because, I mean, it's basically like a soap opera. It's, oh. a, it's a lot like a soap. Like, it follows the same, like, storylines, but it's about 170 pages of, of story, give or take. That's how long the book is. I don't quite remember. I think it was just short of that. But um, it, it's got some of the soapy elements, but I'm not sure everything worked together. And I think mm. that was one area that kind of didn't work for me. Mm. Because then you go in the cave and there's, like, eight or nine or ten bears in that cave. And it's like, I don't think bears sleep in caves of ten. No, I don't know about that either. I would, I would have to look it up. I don't know. Well, and also, like, if you notice, like, the when the little bears, when they went to hibernate in the winter, they were still little bears when they came out, too. Oh, that's a good point. They hadn't aged or anything. So mm. I, I don't know the timeline for this. Mm. Like, I'm not sure if it was, like, a month, two months, six months. I don't know. But I did appreciate the fact she had a life outside of him after he oh, left. Yeah. She was not happy, but she uh, did go on with life. Right. And and I was so sad about that one scene. Mm. So this is not going to be a usual book where we don't talk about it because it's just so long. Um, the It's like so long as it's like in panels versus like character moments and stuff like mm. that. But so I was so sad when she had a cat and her cat died and the bear went and buried him and, mm. and put him away and, you know, put him up and, you know, because she couldn't. She just physically couldn't because it was just too much. And I get it because I've done that before. Yeah. I buried way too many cats when I was living in rural America because people don't spay their cats. But I, I got that and I appreciated that. And that felt like a really good relationship moment. Yeah. But I felt like all he said was grah in different tones. He also said herm. Yeah. And, and that was it. And it's like in that moment, it was kind of hard for me to deal with that too because it was a really nice comic. Please don't misunderstand. I actually really enjoyed the comic. It's adorable. It's adorable. But I, there were certain things like the art style was fantastic. Yeah. It was so easy to see. It was so easy to, to deal with. Kat Ferris did an amazing job on that. Yeah. I think she really nailed uh, the emotional side of her things in that. Yeah. And even like even the placement of the different like items and stuff like that, it just it really worked. It flowed very well. It was really easy to follow. Yeah, it had a very clear visual style. Yeah, and it was like, and it was upbeat too. Like even on the more serious moments, it was still kind of like it kind of like everyone that's gonna laugh at me probably, but if you remember uh, the nineteen nineties Kathy comics, it kind of reminded mm. me of an updated version of that with the color saturation, the way everything was kind mm. of moving out, and the the way it worked, kind of like nineteen nineties Kathy meets like web comic. Mm-hmm. Almost, and I think that really worked as, as a as an atmosphere. Since you don't read the atmosphere, you see it. Yeah. Actually, uh, the style is so clear and uh, distinct, and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Communicative. Mm-hmm. That I could uh, definitely see the characters like on a series of postcards or something like that. Yeah, or like greeting cards. I was gonna say, or like it'd be really cool to have postcards with them. Yeah. Like if you could buy postcards of of the different characters and like. L.A. or like, I don't know, New York behind the Statue mm. of Liberty and stuff like that. If you mm. could buy that and send them out, that would be a great tie-in yeah. product, I think. I think it would work mm. really well. Yeah. Or stickers. Stickers would be really cool, too. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of uh, strange, but the, this uh, human bear relationship seems like a great vehicle to uh, transport and create relationship, uh, uh, relatable everyday moments. Yeah. I think so. It has the atmosphere of a relationship, yeah. which you don't always get in the books. Because like mm. we've we've done enough of these episodes, we've had books that yeah. 
Look, we're not going to talk about that one Christmas book, okay? <laughs> Where you don't get the atmosphere, you don't get what you need out of it. And mm. this book very clearly puts it. And, like, Nora was a really strong lead. Like, she knew who she was. She knew what she wanted. Her ex-boyfriend was a dickhead. And she fully admitted that. And mm. she was like, okay, I don't need these people. Mm-hmm. They're not worth my time. And the bear was. And it just... She very much knew her mind, and she created her own clothes. She had her own friends. Like she read her own, like she read, but like she she was a fully developed character mm-hmm. in a very short amount of introduction space, and she maintained yeah. some of it, like the clothes making and stuff like that was very mm-hmm. maintained. Yeah, the efficiency of storytelling in this is great. Yeah, I mean, like it's got a strong writing ability to it. Mm-hmm. And I normally, by the way, I don't normally read comics. Um, that's one reason D wanted me to do this because it's outside of my box. And I know that, that listeners want to read things and they want to be introduced to things. They want to talk about things. And this mm-hmm. is one of them. And I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm glad D let me read this because mm-hmm. I think she's right. I think it is a very strong story. I think mm-hmm. it's a very well developed, like it doesn't go too far and it doesn't go too little like it's yeah. it's got a nice balance to mm-hmm. it even the the ending the ending made me laugh mm-hmm. it was adorable yeah and like and and like the gift he brought and mm-hmm. what the bear what the bear was wearing after coming out for hibernation mm-hmm. which i won't i will not spoil you guys but you need to you need to see that that's a great panel to look at <laughs> yeah also uh this kind of book also goes to show uh how versatile the romance genre can be yeah because it goes uh, beyond the usual settings, it goes beyond the usual cliches, and it goes uh, beyond the usual medium. Yeah, that, and that's true, because, like, so we all know what's going on with the RWA shit show. Like, we've talked about it in Romance Landia. If you're listening to this and you're not sure, <sighs> let's just say that RWA is not quite on a, a on a death knell, but it's getting there very quickly. Um... It's being run by people who do not have the best outlook and the most inclusive idea. Mm-hmm. It's being run by... Basically, it's being undershadowed and under underorganized by racist white women. Yeah. Um, and a racist white guy. Yeah, but he's been booted. So Damon Swade is gone. So he's okay. no longer in power. He, he resigned a couple... You missed that one, I guess. He resigned. He was on that long list that they have to report. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hard to keep up with. Yeah. So if you again, if you want to talk about the RWA shit show, hashtag RWA shit show on Twitter is amazing. Also, uh, you see a lot of conversations from people that have been former board members and mm-hmm. stuff like that, like Helen K, D, um, Leslie, especially, and also, and these were presidents of the organization. I'm mentioning these specifically because mm-hmm. they were top down. Um, you can also see people like. I'm I'm going to say your name wrong. I'm sorry. Saracia Glass, I believe. I am so sorry. I, I suck at names, and that's honestly why I try not to say them. But I'm doing my best, I promise. And Adriana Herrera have been posting a lot, as well as Alyssa Cole and, you know, so many other women. Um, uh, Farah Heron. Like, there are so many people you need to follow on that. I, I just, it's such a complicated topic. I don't have time to add to it now. Mm-hmm. But my point is, is all these women have all done different kind of versions of 
romance and what's been brought out, and sometimes they are often forgotten. Mm-hmm. Also, more of the written version, whereas mm-hmm. Ribbon did much more of a visual media, which works for a lot of people because not mm-hmm. everybody likes to read or has that ability to process it the same way. Mm-hmm. So they understand things better by a visual representation, just like how some people do better with audiobooks. Mm-hmm. I am not one of those people. I don't really do well with audiobooks, as we've learned when we did Temptations of a Wallflower, <laughs> which had nothing to do with the, the person. It was just me. Mm-hmm. I can't focus that way. I have to read it and look at it. I have to visually mm-hmm. see it somehow. Um, but I think that Ribbon did a really good job of showing how comics can work just how you see how manga and anime and other things that introduce the same visual referencing yeah Yeah. like you you can definitely see how it works and i'm really glad about that because i was happy to see something new and and to Mm -hmm. experience it differently and d did a really good job on introducing me to something i hadn't even known existed Mm -hmm. honestly yeah and I figure one of the strengths of the uh, comic format is that every single image that you see is designed to actually fit the exact vision, which is not always possible with live action. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think it definitely works too because Ferris did a really good job of, oh, yeah. of highlighting every panel about what it needed mm-hmm. and what it expressed. Because if you'd been reading it, it probably would have been probably around 250 pages because they would have mm-hmm. had to describe all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But visually watching it and seeing mm. it, you can go from there. Mm. Especially uh, pages like early on, um, Things That Bear Broke. Yeah, which is a lot, frequently. Mm-hmm. Multiple, that came up multiple times just because bear's strong. Bear big. Bear big, yeah. Bear claws. Bear would be like the equivalent of like Andre the Giant in your house. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, which if anyone doesn't know who that is, Tall Guy in Princess Bride. Former wrestler, but... Andre yeah, but Andre the Giant was the big tall guy in The Princess Bride because almost everybody has seen or yeah. been uh, seen the reference of that. Mm. Got the long hair, kind of a, a granity looking face. Mm. French. Yeah. Anyway. Yes, but the point is, is like you you can follow it, and you can see it, and I think that's a really important element to to add to the genre more than what sometimes we notice Mm -hmm. because i know comics exist by the way like i know romance comics have existed for years but Mm. my world is kind of insular in the fact that i'm on twitter a lot and Mm. i promise you i have all that other social media but twitter is where you're going to find me the most for this podcast and in general just because it's easier to follow and there's threading and i can keep up with it a little bit easier um but i definitely think that looking at something in a visual format every once in a while is good for my brain to kind of reset too. Mm-hmm. And as an aside on romance comics, mm-hmm. they use actually used to be way more common than they are these, these days. Basically, the superhero explosion in the 60s flattened a lot of other comic genres that were, were way more common then. That's true, because that's when all the like... Um, was that in the Golden or the Silver Age? I think that was the Silver Age. Yeah, so the Silver Age did a lot of that. Because sometimes I get those kind of things confused because mm-hmm. I'm not a huge comics person. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that because, like, I want to see Birds of Prey. I haven't seen it yet. I bought a ticket to make sure that they got some damn numbers because I want to see more women superheroes and I want to see more women-led films. Mm-hmm. But also I like Harley because I remember reading Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmetti's uh, run. And I remember really enjoying her and I enjoyed, like, PG, Power Girl, there was several people that they did really well. 
-hmm. And I, I appreciated the fact that like Harley was her own woman and stuff like that, but also the fact that Harley is very vocally like a bisexual woman. Mm-hmm. And in the comics, that comes across. Like, it's yeah. very clear there's relationships going on between her and Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that because I think that's one where comics, like, traditional comics and indie comics, like, My Boyfriend is a Bear, kind of work in the same, mm-hmm. in the same kind of inclusion. Because mm-hmm. they, they bring up different elements. Yeah. Maybe not so much with the big two publishers, but if you have a visual story to tell, with minority inclusion, you're probably going to have more luck uh, placing it uh, on the market as a comic than uh, having to get together the budget for a live-action version. Yeah, that's true. Because you can pay someone to pencil a lot cheaper than it is to get the film and get everything. And yeah. Actors, best yeah. part, catering. Going through all of the um, unionizing and or the union rec- recreation or recommendations. And above all, the distribution deal. Oh, God, yes. And... We know A24 right now is sucking, and that's usually mm. the one that picks up those kind of movies. Mm. Uh, they don't suck. They just, they're not getting their, yeah, their stuff is not going through the Oscars. And with Disney flattening studio after studio, indie representation gets smaller and smaller in the movie world. So That's comic, the topic, yeah. Comics are a medium that is, in a sense, more important than ever. More accessible. Because, mm. like, well, like mentioned in Fox, like, ever, like, if anyone ever remembers, Fox did a really good job before they were bought by um, Disney, they did a really good job of putting a lot of, like, medium-level romance comedies out and, you know, like, kind of, like, women, like, they were middle of the ground, like, the, I think it was, like, Searchlight and a couple of those were kind of focusing on that while the big movies were on top and then, like, there was a little bit of more representation for what women may want to see because almost everything is pretty much catered to the white, straight, cis guy who, you know, doesn't buy most of the tickets according to the Gina Davis Institute, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and other institutes have also proven it. But the point being that it's kind of like ignored. And now you've got things like Hallmark, which has its own diversity issue. You have Lifetime, which is kind of catching up and almost taking over a little bit from Hallmark in the diversity section. And Netflix, who... I good luck with Netflix because one minute you can have something and the next minute it's gone because there's mm. no way to record the numbers to see what's really going on to justify something or not. But you're seeing more of those romance comedies coming in in the lower mid mid range or a little bit below, but you're not getting access to the visual representation of it anymore yeah. because dark and gritty is on everything. I mean, mm. it's not just superhero movies. Like think about TV guys like. How many cop shows? How many, like, murder shows? How many, you know, true crime, like, mm. you know, uh, snapped and stuff like that? Like, how many things like that do you see where mm. you don't really see that much attention paid to romance and and the beauty of it? So we usually get it through written media because mm-hmm. it's easier to access as well. Yeah. Especially, uh, you also don't see much uh, in the way of romantic comedies in the movies anymore. I know, and that pisses me off. I grew up during Nora Ephron's, like, major era. Like, mm-hmm. I fucking love romance comedies, guys. There's a reason why The Cutting Edge remains, like, one of my top three movies, and my other one is How to Marry a Millionaire. Again, mm-hmm. another romance comedy. Mm-hmm. 
And a romance comedy is exactly what this comic is. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly that time. It kind of places where the the studios have forgotten that kind of marketplace and that market niche, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. Actually, I shouldn't say stupid because that may be the wrong one, but like it's it's irresponsible. That's mm-hmm. the word. Mm-hmm. It's irresponsible to forget it. It's wrong-headed, sir. Yeah. And so it's nice to see like my boyfriend as a bear kind of give that back a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, there's some more that I'm going to read that, that D uh, and Jade sent me. Mm-hmm. So, and Jade is a friend, so. Yeah. Um, I want to give her a shout out, too, because mm-hmm. she she's important, too. She's a good one. Yeah. Um, she's not a patron, necessarily, but she's still a friend. And I mm-hmm. and she and D kind of agree on some things, and I want yeah. to point it out. Yeah. Maybe there's more people that want to see this kind of stuff. Exactly. Which is the important thing of all. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, all in all, would you recommend this comic? I actually would. Mm-hmm. I, I think that Nora is a really strong female protagonist. Mm-hmm. She's definitely got a head on her shoulders. She may hate doing some stuff, but mm-hmm. she kind of takes her own destiny into her own hands a couple times, mm-hmm. and she does her own part. And yet she is also allowed to uh, have her weak and vulnerable moments. Exactly. She definitely has those moments, like especially like when Nutso dies and when she feels like her relationship is kind of crumbling and stuff mm-hmm. like that. What did you think about Bear? It's kind of hard to describe him as a character, isn't he? Isn't yeah. It? Maybe, this, maybe this is the secret of the comic. He is kind of like uh, in him not being human and not having that many character traits outside of being a very good boyfriend. He is kind of an ideal projection space for what somebody may want a boyfriend to be. Yeah, a placeholder. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that. I mean, you saw that a lot in, like, you see that a lot in TV, especially, like, the 2000s mm. and the 90, like, mid to late 90s so, yeah. um, sitcoms and stuff like that. You can definitely see the placeholder. You see it all the time on Will and Grace. I mean, you saw the placeholder <laughs> boyfriends all the time on there. Mm. But in this, this case, it's more endearing because... It's a silly idea, and it's it's a cute idea, and it's it kind of disarms you through its absurdity. And its observations, yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely going to say that... I usually don't talk about the men or the male characters or whatever, however you want to put it. Um, I usually don't talk about them, but I definitely think that Bear was a good foil for Nora's growth as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important, too. Mm-hmm. Because she definitely grew. Like, with and without him, she grew as a person. Yeah, definitely. Her arc was fulfilled, which mm-hmm. doesn't always happen in books. Mm-hmm. And her... Um... Her tenacity in uh, living her life the way she wants to uh, is rewarded, basically. Yeah. And I definitely think that the art is fantastic. You mm-hmm. Seriously, if just go to Amazon and just look at the preview and then buy it because it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Especially especially if you're a visual person. Like, mm-hmm. if you like webcomics and stuff, this is definitely right up your alley when it comes to that mm-hmm. kind of visual cues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not a webcomics person, but... He is, so I've, I've witnessed things through going by his computer and seeing things because <laughs> we both are computers in the same room. So if mm. I get up to go out the door or whatever, I have to go by the computer until I see it. Yeah. What else? Like, is there anything else you would add to the episode? Mm, maybe don't try this at home. That that may be a good thing to add. Yeah. Good point. Also, I mean, would you... I'm just, I'm just saying most actual brown bears are... Terrible at Scrabble. Very sore losers. 
I, throwing I, the bottle around it, it's no fun for anyone. And I really don't think you want them in your kitchen getting through your honey. No, no, no. Or not. any other honey pots that you may have. Yeah. Either way, they're going to get their head stuck and it's terrible. Yeah, so I don't know if this should... I think this should be a... I think this almost should be a bestiality content warning that we need to put at the beginning now. No, I, I'm not sure because, again, it's it's a sapient bear. Yeah, it's a it's, sapient bear, but it's still like he still does bear things. It's kind of on the cusp, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is why I had trouble with it for a little bit. Let's call him a cartoon bear. A, a non-verbal cartoon bear. So he's a non-verbal yogi. Yeah, but he's not an asshole, so he can't be yogi. So there's a boo-boo. Closer, yeah. <laughs> He's Smokey the Bear. Hmm. I don't know. Sm- Smokey seems so authoritative. authoritative. Hmm. Well, he can be too. There are certain times he's very authoritative too. A little bit. But I don't like Smokey. I don't like Smokey. Well, I don't like Smokey either, but you know, that's the point being he looks more like Smokey the Bear. I can um, see that. A little bit. A little, little bit. Yeah. So... I think that's all we have. Mm-hmm. I, you know, in a minute I'm gonna finish up the episode. Anything else you want to add in general? I would like to point out that I'm very proud of myself for abstaining from making too many bear prints. Yeah, I am too. Because trust me, this is rare. Yeah, usually she she can barely bear with me, but oh, I knew one had to come. It was two. No, it was one. It was one and all together. Anyway, guys, this is our relationship. <laughs> Welcome to it. If Oh, by the way, if anyone's wondering about how it's working with me being here and what's going on, if you go to uh, HTTP dot colon whatever dash dash WAS hyphen WO dot com, you can keep up with it. That's kind of got an idea of what's mm-hmm. going on with, with our relationship. And I'm mentioning it now, not to plug it so much as I'm trying not to put too much of our relationship mm-hmm. on this website. So yeah. on, oh, on da- Damsel. And if you want to know how to pronounce that blog name, it's Was Wo. Yeah. And it's about my adventures in Germany and how it's working out and the endless bureaucracy of Germany. Yeah. We're still waiting, guys, on to know if we're going to get married yet or not. Wish us luck. Yeah, right. Okay. So, that's it for our segment. Mm-hmm. Say bye. Bye. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. <laughs> so, you can find us at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook with Damsels Podcast like facebook.com slash damsels podcast at damsels podcast at damsels podcast i keep forgetting about instagram and facebook i'm sorry guys uh <laughs> i'm good with twitter that's about all my adhd will let me deal with right now insta for good <laughs> see look he never left uh you can also email me at damsels podcast at gmail.com and you can find us at patreon at patreon.com slash Damsel's podcast. I say us as if he's part of this, and he is, but he's not anyway. He's the editor, so he is kind of part of this. So I want to make sure that that's clearly stated because he's the one that makes sure you guys have something to listen to at all. I'm the ghost of podcast past. <laughs> and if you have any books you want to recommend, or if there's anything you want to like communicate, please, please email me or catch me on Twitter. I am open to whatever you guys want to talk about. If there's something you want to discuss, if there's something I've missed, if I've said something wrong, 
please give us feedback. If you'd like to leave us like a, to leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast you use, that'd be great. But if you don't, totally get it. I often forget to do that too. However, I usually talk about. Oh, you can usually find out what podcast that's, that's being listened to by this account on Twitter because I usually every once in a while I put in like a huge form of what all I've been listening to. Okay, guys. It was nice talking to you. I'm going to let you go because in about mm, three days, you're going to have a whole new episode. Look at you mm. guys getting two, two for the price of one this week. Two, two, two. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>